So I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, mamas. How are you doing? Welcome back to the I Almost Died podcast. Someone in my house is currently taking a big fat doo-doo and I guess the pipe is right behind my green screen so if you hear liquid no I'm not peeing myself as you might think um someone else in the house is peeing themselves hopefully in a toilet so <laughs> how are you all doing I hope you've had I hope you had a good week because my week was very not good. It was very stressful for no reason. It was one of those weeks where it's like, <laughs> and like, you you just like wake up feeling like poop and the whole day is poop. And then you go to bed feeling like even more poop and it makes no sense, but it's okay. Cause we're here today together on the, I almost died podcast. Um, and I have a story for you today that I've been holding on to for a while. This one, I really was like thinking about making a full YouTube video about it. Um, cause it is, it is, it is a journey and a half. And I was honestly scared to ever talk about it because like, um, this happened as a kid and the police are a factor in it, not to get dramatic or anything. Um, and this also happened like during a school trip. So I was like, I don't know if I can talk about it, but I decided, YOLO, freaking YOLO, life is too short to not talk about your traumatic experiences on the internet for everyone to watch. So, ow, hold on, my neck. Y'all, I literally convinced myself I have a blood clot in my neck. Like, I will get this random pain and I need to, like, stretch it out. Like, I just imagine this marble or, like, this little fruit loop, like, going through my vein and then it just hits my brain and I die. So if you see me like stretch my neck out, that's what's happening. Anyways, I don't know if you guys know this. No, I've definitely mentioned this before. Um, I was an exchange student in Japan. I know, kind of crazy. Me, who never leaves the house, was once a man of the world, a man of culture. Um, <laughs> I guess not a man. I was an exchange student in Japan when I was 15. Um, it was definitely the, probably the best experience of my life. My life really peaked then, and it's just been downhill ever since, really. But, um, something happened on this Japan trip that almost got me, almost got me deported, potentially. I don't know. In another universe, I got deported. We'll get into that. But before we begin... I just want to say, if you have any near-death experiences, um, please tweet me using the hashtag IAlmostDiedPodcast. I'll be reading them in the next episode. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. Please send me your responses. Anyways, back to the story. So, um, I mentioned it before uh, how my school is like, really good for having like fun kind of like school trips and programs. Uh, like I mentioned how I went to Europe on a school trip, even though... I almost died multiple times due to terrorists. That was kind of crazy, but it's not their fault. 
it's not my school's fault. This was just happening. It was still a fun old time. Um, but one of these trips that they offered was a Japan exchange program. It wasn't like, I know you're probably picturing like like a full like year of me being abroad. It wasn't that long. It was like um like a month and a half. No, a month and a half or two months. But um basically how it worked was I got um well, my family, we got two exchange students from Japan that came and lived with me in Canada um, for the same amount of time that I would be going there. So I got these two really fun um, dudes. They were my best friends at the time. I had no other friends. So when I found out that I was getting two friends from Japan, I was like, yeah, whoa, finally getting friends. Um, but then they went back and I never heard from them again. Because I don't think they use Facebook. But I don't even use Facebook anymore either. So I haven't heard from them in years. But um, it was really fun. Uh, so they came to Canada first and lived with me. And then I went to Japan. I didn't get to live with them. But I got to live with a different family. Which we'll get we'll get into that. But um, when they were here, it was so much fun. I miss them so freaking much. We'll call them Bob and Rob for uh, podcast purposes. Because I don't want to name drop them. Actually, maybe I will so that they like say hi to me and we can hang out again. Hey, Ryosuke and Shinosuke, miss y'all, homies. What's up? Hey. Um, but they were so fun. I felt really bad for them though because like I got to go to Japan, which is amazing place, this amazing country, so much stuff to do, so much culture. They came to Alberta, Canada. If you're not familiar with Alberta, Canada, it is where it is the Texas of Canada. The only thing to do on the weekend is go to the rodeo. Um, everyone is a redneck. There are Trump supporters, even though they physically cannot vote for Trump because they are not in America, but they are that much rednecks. It's really a terrible place. And they got to come there. That was the exchange. And I felt so bad for them. I'm like, y'all don't deserve this. I wouldn't wish coming to Alberta on the worst people in this planet. It's really not a fun place. So I felt really bad for them, but they really enjoyed it. They got to go to like a water park. Um, they got to see the mountains with snow, which I like, I guess is cool. Um, but it was so fun. Like every morning we would wake up and we'd like try and like adapt um, what we would make for breakfast for them. So my mom would make like fish and uh, rice with like this like seaweed seasoning like every single morning and miso soup. Let me tell you, for like a couple years after they left, I was eating miso soup for breakfast every single day. That is a delicious thing to have for breakfast. Miso soup is delicious. Also, I just want to take a quick sidebar to say, um, I froze. <laughs> I froze my camera before filming this. Because last episode, my camera overheated. Because it, I, I guess it just does that somehow. Um, so this time, before the episode, I put my camera in the freezer. And it was literally completely frozen. Like, it was ice cold to the touch. And now it's working fine. I'm kind of a genius. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. They got to come to Canada and have their whole experience. Fun, fun, fun. And then um, a couple months later, in the summer of 2015, I was 15 years old. I got to go to Japan. Now, I was like a big fat weeaboo. I loved anime. I loved anime so much um, around that age. I still do. What am I really talking about? I just watched two episodes of the anime Jellyfish Princess. Like what? Anyways, um, but like I, it, I was like over the moon. Like I could not believe that I was getting to go 
to Japan, like the coolest place ever, like seriously the coolest place ever. So um, I got to go with some friends uh, who were also doing the program. Like literally all of my best friends were going on it. Like absolutely so fun. Peak of my life ever. Um, it was a long flight. Kind of got delirious. It was like a 13-hour flight. Which, by the way, y'all, I have a six-hour flight tomorrow. <laughs> Just remembered. I haven't been on a long flight in forever since the pandemic. But now that I'm vaccinated, I'm like, I'm going to have a little mini trip. I'm going to go to New New York. And uh, it's a six-hour flight from L.A. So, <laughs> please pray for me. Oh, not me hitting the camera. Anyways. Uh, it was a long flight and we get there and let me tell you, this was the most tired I had ever been. I did not sleep on this flight. We had to get up at like 4am. So like, uh, I ended up staying up for like, I think like 60 hours straight without sleep. I was really not doing good. And when we got there, um, we got to meet our host family. It was so cute. It was like the cutest experience. So we all got bus from the airport to the high school that we were, um, that was like facilitating the program that we were like exchange students at. It's called like Yamate Gakuin School in Yokohama. Very fun. Very, very beautiful school too. Um, anyways, we, they had this like fun little ceremony where they like welcomed us. And then they like like showed us to our families. And oh my gosh, it was so cute. I'll literally cry. I remember um, all the different like uh, kids because we were all put in pairs with um, – like, they would assign us and a friend with, like, a family. So, um, all these pairs were, like, meeting their family. And they'd all have, like, their little paper signs. And then we saw our family. And they had this, like, poster board that they made for us with, like, our faces on it. And it was, like, all, like, crafty. And it was so cute. I miss them so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, um, we met them. And they had – there was a, a mom and a dad. And then – uh, they had a daughter and two sons, and it was so fun. Like, we would call them, like, our host mom and our host dad and our host brothers and our host sister, and it was so cute. It was, like, like if y'all ever get to do an exchange student program, y'all need to do it. So fun. So fun. Even just, like, having an exchange student stay at your house, like, literally so fun. Anyways, um, the first meal we had, they, like, brought us to this uh, this udon restaurant, and, like, my stomach was just shut down. Like, I really just needed sleep, but we were, like, food time. So we got some udon and it's just so surreal, like going to Asia for the first time, especially Japan, which is like so different. It's, I can't explain it. It literally feels like you're leaving earth and going to a different planet. It's crazy. It's actually insane. Like one of the most like surreal, but most amazing experiences ever. Like just every single thing about it, about life is like different. Like, um, it's crazy. Ah! crazy y'all need to go to japan once they open up please japan open up please let me in insert that video of charlie d'amelio banging on the on the ring doorbell cam please let me in japan um so so it was me and my friend we'll call him henry yes we will we'll call him henry um we're not friends anymore because we were just like a not a not a good pair very rambunctious and uh and cause a lot of trouble but we'll get into that in a little bit so um we had like a few th- basically over like the month and a half we had like a few things like kind of planned for us like 
all of us exchange students, we all got together and went to um, Tokyo Disneyland, which was so cool. The food there, amazing. Like literally, uh, it's so much better than like California Disneyland or Disney World. Um, and that was really cool. We got like a harbor tour of Tokyo um, and they took us to like this temporary restaurant. We went to this Yokohama Sea Paradise. It was kind of like SeaWorld. So I was like kind of sad a little bit. I'm like, I really want to just open up the tank and free these whales. But I didn't because I was a 15-year-old and I probably would have gone to jail. Um, but it was really cool. Uh, oh, and then we had like this temple tour. Like they took us all to a temple. But aside from those days, basically it was just us hanging out with our host family, um, coming with them to things. Like we went to our um, host brother's piano recital, which was really cool. We went to... All these, all these fun things. Like literally, it it didn't even feel like a trip. It felt like I was like, like living a life in Japan. Like they would just take us to like their day to day things, and it was the coolest thing ever. Like just seeing how people in Japan live, um, and they were so nice. Like literally so nice. I miss them so much. I was supposed to go to Japan this year for the Olympics. Me and my friend, um, who was also in the program, we were gonna go back and like see our host families um see the olympics and then y'all know what happened last year so that didn't happen and now i'm really sad um but anyways we um so we would have a lot of free time on this on this program so like um like we'd usually have something to do every single day but we'd always just walk around like it wasn't like Uh, If you guys watched the podcast episode where I talked about my Europe trip that I went on, we'd always have to be in groups of four. It was freaking annoying. Like, could never leave the site of, like, like, it really sucked. Um, Because, like, I love free time. Like, I love being able to just, like, venture off and explore. That's my favorite thing to do on trips is just, like, just walk around and see my sites. Like, I really don't – I really dislike – very structured trips, very touristy things. I'm not a big fan of it. I like my freedom a lot. So, um, basically, 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 we could explore, um, me and my friend, me and my friend Henry, we were allowed just free reign. We weren't in Tokyo. We were in this town, like an hour south of Tokyo. Uh, it was called Odawara. I shouldn't say town. It's like crazy because all of Tokyo is like, it's kind of just like this sprawling, it's just like, um buildings and buildings for as like far as you can see i never really like got out of like the city um it's kind of like la like it just goes on forever um obviously not forever but uh so one day something happened where we kind of abused our freedom a little bit and it got us into almost really big trouble And I will get into that right after this quick break. Okay, welcome back. Hello. So, me and my friend Henry, we're out here. Okay, I don't want to install my updates on my MacBook. Thank you very much. That was a very scary notification. Um... We were, uh... We were just, like, exploring. I think it was, like, the first week of being there. Um... And they had these stores in Japan. It's, like, department stores... And it was so cool. It'd be, like, the size of, like, maybe, like, an apartment. But then, like, like 10 floors of just, like, each floor is, like, a different thing. Like, a different aisle. It was, like, each aisle was its own floor. Like, like 
it's crazy how they make like their space work. Like people always like kind of have the assumption that Japan is like crowded and all that. I never felt crowded there. I never felt like closed in. And I literally have claustrophobic tendencies. So like it really is not a crowded place. Like, um, but anyways, uh, we were exploring this one day. And since this was a still a school trip, they made it very clear, like, we're not allowed to have alcohol. Um, even if, like, there were some 18-year-olds on the trip, they're like, you cannot have alcohol, you cannot bring alcohol back, even though the drinking age is, like, I think 16 or something. Wait, what is it, actually? What is the, hmm? what is the drinking age in Japan? Love when Siri just says, <laughs> Japan just shows me the flag of Japan. <laughs> Siri is so useless sometimes. What is the drinking age in Japan? Oh my god, she did it again. Well, you know what? Maybe that's just a fact we'll never find out. Um, but they like made it very clear, like you cannot drink on this trip. Um, they said like some host families will try and send you home with alcohol. They like do not accept it, even though it's a nice gesture and it's like probably like a really nice wine for like your family. Do not accept it. Like, all these dumb rules. It's like, come on. Like, come on. But anyways, um, in one of these department stores, one of the days when me and Henry were wandering around, we noticed there was these gotcha machines, which if you don't know what those are, it's like those kind of like prize machines. Like, you put in like a like $2 and you turn it and then it like will give you like a little capsule with a toy inside of it. And we love those. We were like stopping at so many of those. Like, I have so many toys from those. Like, so many fun things. But we noticed one day that there was this prize capsule machine it, the the glass was all blacked out on it and it said 18 plus and the rest wasn't in english so really had no clue what that was now um <laughs> so i was 15 henry was 16 <laughs> obviously not 18 we were thinking we're like Shall we see what it is? <laughs> I truly had no clue. I was very naive. Like, I'm not even capping or anything. Like, I legitimately didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't. Because there was no symbols or anything. It was, like, very, very low-key. I had no clue, like, what was in these capsules. So, <laughs> we decide not to do it. We go home. But it's, like, eating away at us. We're like, what? What, what was in there? I would like to know. I would like to know what was in the in the gotcha machine, the mysterious forbidden 18 plus gotcha machine. So we're like, okay, tomorrow we'll get it. And hopefully they don't ask us anything. Cause it was like past like this cash register. Like there really wasn't anyone around there. Um so we're like, we should be able to get it. Like, it's not like we have to talk to a human saying like, can I get this 18 plus thing? Like, no, we can just walk in, put the coin in, get it and go. Like, mm -mm. so we wanted it. But the day we went there, we were kind of like daring each other on like, who was going to put it in. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like, you need to do it. Like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. Like that kind of thing. And so I eventually convinced Henry to put 200 yen. <laughs> In the gotcha machine, the 18 plus gotcha machine. <laughs> now, there was no people around, but above the machine was a camera that said 18 plus, 
and then had a bunch of Japanese writing, which I didn't know what it said. Like there was a sign next to the camera. And I was like, oh, do they like monitor this thing to make sure people like, because like that's kind of a weird thing. Like whatever, like if something shouldn't be available for minors, it shouldn't be just like out in the open available like to purchase with no ID or anything. Like I feel like that's kind of strange. But we bought it anyway because we're freaking stupid. So <laughs> the thing comes out and we take the capsule and we leave the premises immediately. We go down to the first floor and we exit. Now we're walking back, back to our host family's place. And we open up the capsule, which was like completely blacked out. You couldn't see what was in it. <laughs> and inside the capsule was... Let me just say, I looked at the podcast page earlier today and it said clean, which I didn't know we were doing, but I guess this is a clean podcast. So for all intents and purposes, something that rhymes with Bilbo Baggins minus the Bilbo and then swap the B for a D, I think. And if you're still not getting it, essentially something that is rubber... (laughs) And is in the shape of something that girls do not have. So do with that information as you will. (laughs) And we're on the corner. We're on the side of the road with this Bilbo Baggins in our hand. And we're like, oh, (laughs) And at first it was funny. We're like, okay, like this is kind of hilarious. Like, how did we just buy this? Like, keep in mind, I was a 15-year-old. Like, that's so funny to me. That's so funny. That's hilarious. Um, so we're like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, so we just take it home and we're just we just like leave it in like our suitcase. Like, we obviously don't want the host family finding it. That would be actually the most awkward thing ever. So, okay, we just need to hide it. Uh, we'll figure out what to do with it later. So we're waiting around um, in our host family's house. Just, I can't remember what we were doing to pass the time. I think I was, oh, I was like drawing like the outside. Uh, that was back in the day when I like had like a smidgen of artistic talent and would like draw and like use Copic markers and stuff. And now that's just all gone. I really don't know where it went. But anyways, we're just chilling and there's a knock at the door. Now, our host family wasn't home aside from the grandma who was visiting. So, <laughs> so she answers the door. And at the door, there is two police officers. <laughs> and... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just remembering how crazy this was. There's two police officers, and the grandma shouts some words in Japanese. Now, I didn't know any, I knew very little Japanese. Henry knew a little bit more than me, but we, she kept saying the word over and over again. Now, she was a little bit kooky, she was a little bit kind of like eccentric. So, but we got the word of what she was saying. So she, she, I can't remember the word, but she was saying this word over and over again, and she like left the door and kind of like, pointed for us to go over to the door and i'll just tell you now afterwards we uh, google translated what the word she was saying was 
In Japanese, she was saying disaster, disaster over and over again after talking to these cops for a little bit. So, so we go to the door and they start speaking to us in Japanese and we're like, I'm from Canada. I don't know any Japanese. And Henry like also said the same thing. And we were like, we're exchange students. And I just happened to have my passport in my pocket. So I like pulled it out and I was like, exchange student, exchange student. And I see the cops look at each other. They're like, and then they kind of go like, oh, and then like a little bit of a giggle. And then they're like, oh, how do you say bye in Japanese? I can't even remember. But they said bye and then left. And to this day, I will never know truly what they said, but I'm going to tell you, judging by a few things, how I believe that they found us. So, for one thing, the grandma looked at us different ever since that moment. She was... She, she looked at us like we, like we had committed a crime. So, I think she knew. I think they told her at the door what we had bought and also i think she stitched on us to our host family because they kind of like had a day where they were looking at us a little bit funny (laughs) so (laughs) now after that happened we were shook we were so scared we took the bilbo baggins and i took scissors and we cut it in half And then each took a pair of scissors and went to like 10 different garbage cans and cut it up and placed the garbage, placed like the little pieces of the Bilbo Baggins in separate garbage cans so it couldn't be traced back to us. We were terrified. Now, another reason why I think it got back to me, because like I said, they had the camera pointing at us. Now, this store was like right next to our house. So it would make, and we we had been like, um, like back and forth between there a ton. We kind of like got to know a few people in the neighborhood. And um, so I think they like literally found us on the cameras and I don't know if the store owner like reported us how they ever traced back to us. But I know I just like from the reaction on that grandma's face, I know she knows. And that is just the most awkward thing. And when the police were there, I was thinking, how embarrassing would it be (laughs) to get busted by the police for buying a Bilbo Baggins at the ripe age of 15 and getting deported on a school trip back to Canada. I cannot think of a more embarrassing thing. (laughs) It was, and I was shook after that. Literally for a year past then, I was a goody two-shoes. I was terrified of anything like that ever happening again. Like, me and my friend, we never talked about it ever since. We were like, we can never mention this. And here I am talking about it on my podcast. (laughs) So, I I, I truly can't believe how bold I was to just like, like, I'm really just dumb. Like, it said 18 plus. I'm like, "Uh, uh, we should buy it. Are you kidding me, Ben? Are you dumb, dumb, dumb? Like, oh my God. So... (laughs) Moral of the story, if you're ever in Japan and you see a gotcha machine that says 18 plus only, 
if you are not 18 plus, if you are a bald 15 year old like I was, do not buy the gotcha machine. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> Other than that, the trip went super well. Literally cried so much when I had to go home back to Alberta, Canada. Terrible. Terrible. I miss Japan so much. I cannot wait to get back. Truly, like, my favorite trip I've ever been on. Absolutely my favorite trip. Every single part of Japan is just absolutely amazing. The people, the culture, the food, um, the cities, the the nature. Everything is literally amazing. I could go on and on and on about how much I love Japan, but I'm not going to because I'd be a little silly and a little eccentric. So... I just want to say, if you ever get the chance, please go to Japan. If you ever get the chance to be an exchange student, 100% do it. It's so worth it. It, it, it. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. So, thank you for watching this or listening. I'm not judging this episode of I Almost Died Podcast. If you are listening and want to watch the video version, that's available on YouTube. And if you're watching the YouTube version and you want to listen to it, uh, the spot of, it's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, please rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you could be so kind, it truly helps a ton. Um, and if you want to send me, uh, I mentioned this earlier, if you want to send me your near-death experiences, tweet them to me using the hashtag I almost died podcast. Uh, that'll be the next episode. I'm really excited. It'll be the second time we've done it. So um, with that all being said, please don't buy Bilbo Baggins from Japan if you're under 18 or you will have the police come to your door and it'll be very awkward. Um, thank you to my producer, Daniel. Uh, thank you to you for watching and listening. I will see you all next Wednesday. Um, oh my gosh, I'm going to New York tomorrow. That's kind of crazy. So wish me luck. In New York. Concrete jungle, wet dream to mate. Okay, uh, I love you so much. Take care. Have the best freaking week ever. See you next Wednesday. Love you so much. Bye. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.